0: Welcome to Ticket to Game the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band fish, as well as other fish related topics from the community. You can grab a free chapter of the book at tickettogamehench.com. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my good buddy Dr. K. All right, here we go. Another week been a long time. Episode 15 of Ticket to Game I missed you, man. How you doing?
1: I know I missed you too. I think, okay, okay, big announcement, because we're probably going to talk about it on the show. It's probably going to be mentioned that due to work, you have not been on, been able to record. So we need to let everyone know what you do. You are a sure. secret agent.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got called away to Minsk, and I had to uh, do some black ops. Uh, no, I don't think it's a major secret. That, uh Minsk? Minsk, of, the, of all the Eastern European cities, you could have chose, you chose Minsk? That's uh, because I love Seinfeld and it, it, it uh, I, I guess it's just buried in there. When I think of, I don't know, it was just a quick thought. I was thinking of Russia. Is Minsk in Russia? It is, right?
1: Minsk is the capital of, uh, it's one of the former Soviet countries like Estonia, I think. Oh,
0: okay. All right.
1: As, as <laughs> you're driving, I will, uh, because I used to know all this geography from soccer, right? Like when Croatia would play.
0: Right. Ah, Belarus. Belarus. I knew it was. Belarus. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think it's a secret to anybody that uh, follows us. I'm a, I'm a store manager. I won't say which store, but we had a fire and uh, millions of dollars in damage at the store, and I've been super, super busy over the past few weeks trying to sort of rebuild and get the store back open again, and everything's gone well there. The thing that I'll say, although I've had some incredibly long days and stressful times, the fact that I've always been able to turn on fish and listen to them on the way home, you know, it, it's one of those things every day that I have to look forward to. I get in the car, I leave it behind, and at least for an hour while I'm on the road and I can't take phone calls, I could, but I choose not to. I can always use the excuse that I'm driving. Yeah, that's my fish time. And that over the past three weeks, I wouldn't say it's been this thing that's gotten me through, but it's definitely been a consistent thing every day that's brought a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, joy. To my life. So that's, so that's been really, really good. But also the absence from talking from with you has, has made it grow fonder. You know, I really, really like sitting down and talking about fish and what's exactly. going on in the, in the fishdom.
1: Just to echo that. So same thing with me because, uh, you know, so the bus schedule, our, uh, the staff in our office takes the, the bus to work mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's, it's been all over the place and she can't get to work on time. I've been, I've been driving her home and Rochelle's been driving her home. And then on the way from her house to our house, fish time man you just put it on and it's the best it's awesome
0: yeah i love how um you know you've been you've been commenting a lot about how it's taken a long time but your wife is at the at the stage where she loves fish and i'm so jealous <laughs> from that point of view look i love i love my wife and it's great but that's one thing that i've been working on and um I'm curious to get you know you you spoke a few episodes ago about your master plan with me to get me back on the train and you say that you you told me that there's always a master plan so clearly you had one for Rochelle at some point I think uh, maybe we'll get her on and we'll talk about that plan and see how devious you really really were in your what do you call your room something of of uh, evil hatchery man the evil scheme hatchery nice. I don't know nice. I don't know how evil it is when it comes to getting your friends into fish or getting people into fish. Um, People online talk differently about that. Yeah, I was just going to say, so let's talk about that. I mean, we have a lot to catch up on. There's been a lot of activity. We've missed three Beacon Jams. Not missed them, but we haven't had the opportunity to really talk about them. I know we both watched them and listened to them many times. We also have the dinner and a movie from Halloween that we're going to chat a little bit about. Before then, let's talk about what you put out there and the post you put and the – the reaction that you got from the fans. You know, we love how dedicated the fans are, how loyal they are, how much they care, but we're also a pretty, pretty, uh, interesting group and very territorial over certain things. Right. So what did you put out there? What kind of reaction did you get?
1: So, I mean, again, the secret mission here is, is to, you know, for lack of better words, I want to sell people on my favorite band. Like it's, 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 and now, you know, I think this is the root of the issue here is this belief system that we have around selling right so for us selling is like you know zero sum if i sell you that means that i'm winning i'm taking this from you uh Mm. you know to me selling is i'm working in your best interest i'm trying to get you on board with something that is beneficial to you and will make Mm -hmm. your life better and easier right so to me that is fish for various reasons for the fact that like you know, what you just said, I would love it if my wife loved fish. I'm like, okay, well, let's work on, you know, selling your wife fish. So this week I posted and I, and I fully agree. uh, And I'm actually looking for some pushback on this from you. I I think it would be fun to talk about. I fully agree. I could have used better words, right? The, the, the technique it's called a, it's called a labeling technique. And I actually use this on my wife, like to, to get her to, to give fish a try. And the labeling technique is you assign a value system or belief to somebody. And then you make a comment, um, you know, based on that, that value system belief to get them to at least give something a shot. Right. So the example that I used, and it was in Michael Cialdini's book called yes, is the Luke Skywalker one. Oh, I know there's good still in you. Right. And people responded, Oh my God, this is sleazy. Sounds like MLM stuff. The one that I used on my wife and here's why, like this stuff is not to be translated in writing. It's much better in person. I'm like, Oh, Hey, Rochelle, um you know, dance music, you like the part in dance music where there's like a lot of tension and then there's like a big release and the beat comes in and, and things start going crazy. Fish does that with guitars, it's pretty cool. You should check it out.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um I have your post here. I have your post here. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it real quick and then I, I'll kind of talk about my thoughts and, and I have it. to read you through and the and comments.
1: Before, and before you read it, I get it. The words could have been better, right? There's words like trick, like Jedi mind trick. You know, that's, that's, those are words that are triggering and that people don't respond to the best. So I understand that I could, as soon as the, as soon as that first gentleman commented, I was like, ah, I could have used better words because those are sensitive. That's sensitive language nowadays, but it yeah. was the principle that I was going after versus the actual technical lingo, you know?
0: Right. And it's, I think it's, you know, as adults you kind of get to a point where you don't like things being pushed on you. You reach a point in your life where you make your own decisions and you decide, Hey, I don't have to do anything that I don't want to have to do. And I, I think there's a varying level of how accepting people are of other people's opinions, whatever it might be. Um, but let's back up a step. I'll just read this re- real quick, getting your friends into fish part 15, the Jedi mind trick. And I think people took this a little bit too literally too. Um, I've used this Luke Skywalker labeling technique with some success to open the door to have people check out fish and their music. Some context, the scene in return of the Jedi, when Luke turns himself in and reveals his plan to Darth Vader, he wants to turn Vader back to the good side. He says, I know there's still good in you. There's good in you. I can sense it. That's called the labeling technique. When you assign a belief, trait, or attitude to a person, then make a request on that label. The one I've been using that's helped successfully open the door to fish is, and I wish I had a larger sample size, so please try this and let me know. I know you're a fan of good music, and since fans of good music like fish, you should check it out. And I've made my song recommendations. At the very least, it's helped give the boys a fair, unbiased listen, and some people, now months later, are finally starting to come around. And then that was met with. No, I, if somebody did that to me, I'd be pissed off and I would boomerang it right back to them. I think a big thing that was missed in this is the element of the relationship you already have with the person that you're having this conversation with. I think a lot of people read that thinking of you, the person that they only see a name on the screen and they don't know you and a stranger coming to them and saying that and reacting that way. I wonder if, um, you know, people more influential in their lives and, and that sort of thing, if they were having that discussion, if it would have made a bit of a difference, perhaps I, that's a thought that I had,
1: um, but here's the thing people have, like, this is not rocket science. Every human being at one point in their life has used something similar to that to be like, Hey, you're this, you should check out this.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You like this movie, you'll like this movie, you like this book, you like are, that
1: we book. We do it to our kids probably multiple times a day.
0: Right. Yeah. So so why do you think people got their backs up so, so much about this? Because it is a common thing, right? We influence one another, your friends and family shape, yeah, everything from the shows you listen to, the clothes you wear, the music that you like until you get to a point where you do that all on your own. Why do you think people got so guarded about it?
1: Multiple things. Um you know, and, and again, I'm not saying like these people are foolish. I'm, I'm trying to understand you brought up a, a really good one is the, the context of the relationship with which you're having this conversation is, is dropped, mm-hmm. right? This is like a random person coming up to you and trying to be, you know, and making it sound ridiculous. This is a person, and I could have picked better words, I fully admit, but this is a person who knows you, right? right? Who knows what you're into, who knows what you like, who knows how you associate and how you label and what you think of yourself. So they're trying to tie in your own belief, right? With, with what they're trying to introduce to you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? The other one is, um, you know, I, I, th- I, I think people missed the, the principle and they got too hung up on the literal language and the words being used,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? which again, <laughs> could have been better, but Hey man, all good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, look, like I'm reading this one here. So this is a response. Um, since you like the Grateful Dead, I think you'll like fish. Makes perfect sense. People that like the Grateful Dead like fish, so you will too. Immediately weird and manipulative, in my opinion. Not to mention plenty of deadheads hate fish. I know you're a fan of good music, and since fans of good music like fish, you should check it out. <laughs> Insulting and condescending. I don't think I would – like, again, if a stranger – like, if I was at a party and music was playing – and I'm bopping my head to whatever's on, and then a stranger came up to me and framed that up, sure. I'd go, well, who are you, bud? Like, get out of here. But again, you know, if it's somebody that you're with, that you're choosing to spend time with, you value their opinions, well, totally
1: different. Man, I'm gonna play devil's advocate there. See, I disagree. If we're bobbing our heads, okay, let's say, so yeah. we're, gonna go, we're gonna go now, we're, we're, up, we're up at our buddy's cottage, like you're you're scheming, yeah. and he invites one of his buddies, right, and now Fish is on, and they're like, oh yeah, cool, you guys like Fish? Uh, you should check out, you should check out Mo or you should go to cheese. Like, I don't know, man, that sounds like the most, you know, like he's not going to use, cheesy language like that. Oh, you guys like jam bands. You should check out this jam band.
0: Right. With that tone of voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting too. And I think any, any time you, um, specifically with fish fans, there's a lot of strong opinions out there. They, they're, they're very loyal and they hold their opinions about fish very, very closely. And I think a lot of people are kind of the opposite in us in that they like being the only ones that love the band. I think there's an element of fish where... um you're part of a huge club, yet you very much can feel alone. And I feel very similar uh, to being a Formula One fan, right? Like, it's my favorite sport, yet I don't have many people in my life immediately that I can chat about it with. There's little pockets and there's the odd person. And I think fish is similar that way. And I think there's a there's a certain group of population that likes being the lone wolf, likes being the only one that's into something because it gets them off, thinking it gives them an air of superiority, I think, over other people. And I'll bet you there are a ton of fish fans that are like that. That aren't actively trying to get other people to like them. They like being the only one in their circle that loves them and being the unique person.
1: Do you know? Um, have you ever heard of the? I agree. Have you ever heard of the author called uh, Robert Green?
0: Robert Green? Yeah. No, so sounds made up. I don't believe you.
1: <laughs> you should check out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, he wrote a book. He wrote a bunch of books. One of them is um, one of them is is on human behavior. So like he studied just human behavior and what one of the biggest takeaways i had from that book was you know this idea that we think we're different right we think that like because we're fans of fish that we're somehow different than fans of other like really cult clicky things but we're not we're Mm -hmm. all the same so yes absolutely there's people who want to hold on to the belief that you know they're unique and different because they like fish And maybe in that, like the fact that that specific thing you like, this band makes you unique and different, but make no mistake. We're just like everybody else. When it comes to these things, there's other things that people like, like formula one, there's people who behave exactly like fish fans, but it's for formula. One.
0: Yeah. I wonder too, obviously, I don't think it's ever going to happen based on if it hasn't happened by now, it's not going to happen. Let's just say all of a sudden 20, 2021, Goes back to normal, and Fish is the band that's nominated for every Grammy, and they win the awards. or on the cover of all the magazines, like pop stars are. Just try to imagine that world. And obviously, again, it, that moment has passed. But if that were to happen, all of a sudden next year, and that were to build, how many people do you think would get off the train and bail and revolt because cool? And I know we've talked about Fish, Fish selling out, but how many people do you think would all of a sudden U-turn? Go ah, they're too big. Everybody knows them because they're going to lose that sense of I'm the only one in the group who knows and loves fish.
1: Well, you know the well, you know the answer to that. And now we're probably only speaking to one person who's left listening to us after all this. <laughs> uh, is I mean, look at even within the community right now. You know, there's people who are hardcore 1.0ers. They won't listen to anything beyond that. There's people who jumped ship after they left Nectars. Remember on the, right. the podcast, right? Trey talks about there was like. A girl crying on her car. That because they left nectars, they're on to like the next thing.
0: Now they're too big. Mm. Yeah, kind of crazy to think. Right? Yeah, yeah. All fun to talk about. All ifs and buts and candies and nuts. But uh, sure, yeah, sure. but but again, I I love. Um, I love it when we kind of poke at other fans and get some, and get some responses out of them. I I love conflict. I love controversy. I think, I think, uh, I think good things come from that. So I think we need to do more of that and keep, keep stirring, stirring the pot a little bit. Um,
1: uh, The the developer of chiropractic said conflicts clarify, man. So let's get it out in the open. Right.
0: Yeah, just makes me think too. So I, I obviously, uh, have watched the last three beacon jams and I was just thinking about the one that was on the other night, which coincidentally was on your birthday. Happy, uh, the later birthday, your birthday is a day after Tom Marshall's birthday who was in attendance this past Friday. Um, and I think definitely had a big influence on the set list, but anyway, uh, when farmhouse started playing, I was watching the comments on the right hand side of the screen and had a ton of comments about bathroom breaks. And you know, it's, uh, it reminded me of that post I put out about your bathroom break songs and how controversial that was yet people are still really, really vocal and even more, please know time turns elastics it's still getting, getting, getting posted on there. Um, if we can, why don't, why don't we rewind back a little bit and kind of get caught up on uh, some of the, some of the Vika jam stuff. Uh, last show, or the first show after our last chat was October 30th, uh, the day before Halloween. Um, I think it's definitely been made evident that the players that Trey has been playing with have been pretty consistent. Um, You know, it's varied up a little bit on the sixth. He had fishman join him on drums. I had a bigger string string section, but rescue squad has been really, really consistent. Zero's been there every week. Tansky on the piano here and there. Uh, Ray, I forget his last name on the keys. What's the bass player's name? The dude that just sits there and barely moves. Tony. He's like a a statue. No head bopping. No nothing. Just just sitting there. Almost like a classical bass player. Not even moving. Fun. Um,
1: You're used to the cactus. That's why.
0: The cactus. Is that what people call Gordon?
1: Yeah, that's what people call Mike. Why? What am I missing I, there? I don't know. I don't know why, but probably because he looks like a, a cactus.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> guess he's pretty. He's picture pretty like, rooted. In-
1: picture like that classic like cartoon cactus from like Bug Bunny, Bugs Bunny, and then like think yeah. of Mike standing there.
0: Yeah. Um, huh. Interesting. Okay, I'll have to uh, think of that. So the show from the from October thirtieth. Really, really good set, right? Uh, a bit of a mix of some fish and some tab, a, a little bit of everything on there. A nice little Halloween shout out to the boys with Say It To Be Santos, which which Trey called out. I think, I've, I don't know about you, but over the past three weeks, I've really enjoyed uh, how much more chatter and banter and talking oh, there's that's been. My, that's,
1: my, that's my favorite part,
0: man. Yeah, you know, for a guy that I, I think has been, you know, doesn't grant a lot of interviews, relatively private, has really opened up about his personal struggles with, you know, with addiction and everything that he went through, even in like the last one, more and more and more of that are coming out. And you can see how special these shows have been to Trey. Uh, Like, like he said on the last one, it's the best thing that he's ever done. And it's obviously tough to compare it to everything else that Fish has done, but that's where he's at. He's living in the now and he's extremely happy to be doing it. So yeah, I thought, I thought October 30th was really, really good. I'm just looking at the set here and pulling out some of the highlights uh Gaiuti with the rescue squad was awesome my friend my friend although it was short that was really really cool really really like that uh, Gumbo is always great breath and burning is one that uh, has been growing on me over the past past year um,
1: it, uh, I didn't like that song when I first heard it, it wasn't, Yeah wasn't crazy, wasn't crazy about it hmm mm,
0: breath yeah. and burning um and then quantity uh was the first time played and i want to say like 18 or 19 years from what i remember reading um that was early on in the set but really really good really like that uh and bug oh man bug don't even don't even get me started on bug it doesn't <laughs> matter so good um yeah then november 6th i i was totally wondering if they were going to do this and he pulled it off ghost of the forest you know we it's talked great. about that album so so good uh that's been growing on me ever since it came out and the more and the more i listen to those songs the better they get um i think
1: my favorite. uh i think that's my favorite tree album
0: mm. yeah you know I yeah think so. i think so. yeah we i put out there the side projects album but that would include Oysterhead and some other things but in terms of trey solo hey yeah, you might be right you might be right. Um, I, haven't,
1: I haven't given them, you know, as much of a listening to as I would like the fish stuff, but mm-hmm. from my limited listening, I think that one was yeah. My
0: yeah, like when you look at some of the songs and they're just, so Drift While You're Sleeping, Goes to the Forest, obviously, About to Run. Oh man, I love that song. Uh, Ruby Waves, we know, has gotten really, really popular. Life Beyond a Dream. Um, yeah, I mean, you can go on and on. It's just, again, it's great to see the. The flexibility, the different arrangements, the surprises that are coming. Although we're we're not exactly there with the jams compared to fish, of course. So that's a whole other level of jamming. Um, Yeah, the band the band does sound better every week. You, I mean,
1: they sound awesome. And then you pull, and then you pull. uh, You enjoy myself with strings, and you're just like, I, right?
0: I um, so I'll tell you a quick little story. So that was obviously from this past week on the thirteenth. And uh, the way it tends to go with bedtime with our girls by the time I leave Grace's room I mean usually I'm usually out of there like 803 804 805 and that and that was a night where things were kind of delayed and kind of we're getting going and I peeked at my phone right around 801 to see what was starting but we weren't done bedtime yet and they had started yam and I was just like no in a good way I wanted to hear it but I couldn't so I'm sitting there, like, trying to rush through bedtime, reading the story as fast as I can, because I wanted to get down <laughs> and watch it, right? And I got there right around the part part where the lyrics come in, and they did the woman instead of boy. Uh, but they shot that kind of cool, right? Because at first, it was just Trey and the Strings and Tansky playing. And then when the tension built, they kind of panned around the camera in behind, and then you saw, oh, God, full band there, drums, the singers, everything. And then the song kind of kicked it up to another level.
1: You know what? Um, Again, it's... I, it- I, like, I think this has been the biggest takeaway. It's been such a learning experience for me watching Trey operate because like the level of depth and thinking, cause that was all arranged. Right. So like, yes, yes. positions for him, like he's composing this music with new arrangements and like, not just thinking about the notes that are going to be played and how it's all going to sound together, but like, what's the visual experience going to be like, and how are we going to do this? And how is the background going to look? And like the amount of thoughts that this man puts into this stuff is absolutely
0: incredible yeah completely cares about the experience and how it's seen and, and we've seen that in a few episodes when the rescue squad first first showed up they were they, they were off camera and then all of a sudden you know trey's playing the acoustic song by, by himself and they pan out and then boom they're there and even i forget which week it was i think it was the 30th when they opened with the video of him coming down from msg he had all the long hair as if he's rumpelstiltskin and stuck up there just You know, taking the time to shoot those types of things. Um, Even the fact that he followed up with that cat video the following day for Mango Hands. Did you see that at all on Saturday?
1: I don't think I did. I think I need to go back and watch that.
0: So Friday night, uh, I forget what song it was in between, but um, a a user from Twitch named Mango Hands said that they wanted to see more pictures of Trace Cat. And then Trace was talking about it and said, you know what? For you, Mango Hands, I'm going to make a video montage tomorrow with the song uh, for, for you dedicated to mango hands about his cat and sure enough Saturday morning it was there it was up um, you know yeah just the connection and it, it I find it although it's a, such a such a little thing I'm still getting used to the silence after every song but at the end of every song you hear a uh, at a tray like a deep sigh and then he's looking at the um, comments and he's like he's like a little kid he's so appreciative of any sort of good comment any any donation if it's 20 bucks 30 bucks he's just super super happy to be doing it and uh that makes me happy you see a lot of comments about that on the side for twitch too just about how happy trey is you know
1: you know like it's it's interesting right because i think if you were to ask most musicians or just you know anybody that's like in an in an artist of any kind they're building the following they're playing music would you want to have the the type of fans that fish has everybody would say yes 100% of the time, because now you have a small group of people who, you know, do crazy shit, like record podcasts about you and create fan art about you, like people are devoted and they're loyal, like we were talking to before. And it's interesting, this is a blueprint that this man is giving people for free on how to create this stuff. And I'm Mm -hmm. willing to bet that everybody wants fans like Fish, but nobody wants to do the work to get fans like Fish. Nobody's going to pick out one user and be like, hey, you know, Hot Rod 6969, you wanted this video, I'm gonna create it for you. Like, that's incredible when you think about yeah.
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of what Billy Joel does. Do you know what Billy Joel does at every concert? No. He reserves a set of front row seats. Right,
1: right. yes, and- I have.
0: Yeah. And they randomly pick somebody that's up in the rafters that has a bad seat, which kind of reminds me of what the whole hot dog idea for a fish New Year's kind of came about, right? There's going to be somebody that sits down and goes, ah, crap. They're happy to be there, but they've got a terrible seat and they want to engage those fans. Um, And they continuously find ways to do that fish you know it's uh makes me it makes me curious about what 2021 holds um they do you know, it it's so funny
1: up. they they do it in, in in such an authentic like loving way like it's not manipulative it's i actually want to do this and i'm so grateful for you
0: yeah yeah agreed um yeah just looking back at the at the set from the other night from the 13th i mean god from top to bottom you're like <laughs> I don't know if that was the best show. I'm still having a tough time quantifying which is the best of the Beaky Jam so far. I loved episode two, but I think episode six, the most recent one, might be up there with with my favorite. Uh, yeah, Yam, Silver Light, Winter Queen, MoMA Dance. Did you, did you find that when the background singers were singing, they were singing MoMA Dance and not The Moment Ends? Because the official lyrics are The Moment Ends. But it, it sounds identical to the That's moment dance.
1: I'm a dance. Do we really want to have this debate right now?
0: I don't, well, I don't know. If the lyrics are the moment ends, the I feel wins, which is a weird line on its own, I don't know what the moment dance is. Uh, so,
1: so, to be honest, I think on purpose, they sing it ambiguously and yeah. they toy from one to the other because you're like, wait a minute.
0: And then you want <laughs> right.
1: to listen, listen again and then they say it different.
0: You're like, what? Yep. It's just a little inside joke. I think you're right about that. Um, so, "Kill Devil Falls." I want to just quickly talk about this because "Kill Devil Falls" was in my top three bathroom break songs. From that song, that is that's that's out of it because I'm at I'm sure. almost I'm almost finished the 2009 shows, and "Kill Devil Falls" got played a lot. And when they played it on Friday night, I got excited. I got that feeling and uh, sung along and really really Great. dug it. Yeah. just got back from Kill Devil Falls. Um, twenty, yeah, tw- twenty years later. After that, I love that song. A new one in Mercy, uh, short but sweet, only only four minutes. Um, Light from Joy, I love Light. Summer of '89. Ah, Summer of '89. So I was playing the show yesterday during during bath time, and Summer of '89 uh was playing when Megan came back in the room to get the girls ready to go, and uh, she commented. She goes, this is, this is a really pretty song." And I went, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah, you're song, right. I heard the, ocean, the song I heard the ocean sing, Joy is in there. Um, tube. Oh, remember when I didn't wasn't wasn't a huge fan of tube, didn't hate it, but just didn't really get it. Yeah, so good. Dancing about, around the room. When you say so
1: when you say stuff like, I'm not a big fan of tube or Kill Devil Falls is a bathroom break song, I just have like those quiet parenting moments, you know, like when your kids shit. <laughs> And you're like, I'll figure it out. Don't you worry.
0: Yeah, you know you're right. They'll get there. I guess I've gotten there maybe a bit, maybe a bit quicker than uh, a lot of kids do. Um, and then uh, and then ending it with "Rise" slash "Come Together," which uh, which with the background singers, I think sounded sounded awesome. So yeah, really really great. Any only only two more to go. We've got this week and next week. Um, haven't played a repeat yet. Uh, what are the songs that haven't been played that you're most looking forward to hearing or hoping to hear?
1: I don't know, man. Slave or, or Hood
0: would be really nice. Slave or what? Harry Hood. Oh, Hood. I thought you said who. And I was like, huh, yeah, I was definitely thinking of Hood. Um, slave. slave, yeah. Fl- Fluffhead could be interesting. Um, hmm. I'm trying to oh. think of what else. Like, what else? The Man Who Stepped in Yesterday could be a good one. Um, mm, Tila. Anything from Gamehenge would be great. Uh, anything early would be great. And it seems to be putting one or two in each show of those of those classic old fish songs that I sort of felt well, like are only for the fish
1: ones would be tough, right? Like, keep in mind this is pretty cool. When Trey was writing that music, they couldn't perform it, right? Like they actually had to teach themselves how to play the songs. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So
1: like, it's a it's something for any musician to walk into something like that
0: hmm. You think we'll hear Reba?
1: I don't know, man. I didn't think we'd have anything live from Trey. So at this point, you know, he pretty much said he wasn't gonna do anything live. Now we have this and I bet you we're gonna get something special for New Year's.
0: You think so, way? Eh? Yeah. What do you think that could be?
1: Uh, I'm hoping so I think there's two things. I think I'm hoping that it's fish
0: mm-hmm. to nobody like
1: to no audience. Mm-hmm. You know, and some some people on the Reddit group have commented you know and it's funny like people are complaining I'm like I would gladly spend a couple hundred dollars to stay at home and watch fish then go out and waste my money you know like this is so much more valuable to me um, yep. uh, or I mean it's, it will be interesting to see what happens with dinner and a movie on New Year's
0: yeah I yeah um, I what day running. of the imagine week imagine if they played a run that would be pretty cool it's on a Friday night Um, If I'm not mistaken, New Year's this year. Nope, totally wrong. (laughs) It's on a Thursday night.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Uh, They play it. They would would be there in a movie whenever.
0: True. True. Yeah, I mean, they could also um, time it out and just play a classic New Year's show and just air it at a time where the actual countdown happens at midnight. That's also a possibility.
1: Or Um, what would be super fucking cool is dinner in a movie – but when midnight hits, we pan to MSG Live and the boys were
0: actually, and the boys are actually playing. Mm. That's something that we're staying up for. My bedtime's like 10, 10, 15. I would stay up late for that one. <laughs> for sure. That's awesome.
1: 10, 15, that's late, man. Yesterday I was asleep at 8.30. 30. It's awesome.
0: Oh yikes. You go to sleep when it's still light out in the summertime. Uh, no, a little bit later in the summertime
1: because the kids are up later.
0: Mm. Gotcha um and then yeah i guess let's talk a little bit about the halloween shows we got we got three sets uh 2014's chilling thrilling sounds from the haunted house then rewound to 1996 remain in light from talking heads and then up to 2018 with irock fassa plant into rock fassa plant into rock uh (laughs) love that album um yeah awesome awesome to see that i thought um The 96 stuff looked better than I thought it was going to look. Yeah, I mean, like, you never know when they start to show videos from the 90s, which you're going to get in terms of quality. But, yeah, it would have been really, really cool to to, to be there. You could see the audience sort of uh, get into it more and more as that set went on. Um,
1: And I can't believe, like, you listen to that album, Remain in the Light. You put that actual thing on the density of of the music, because it's, there's a lot of loops and there's, you know, a lot of multiple tracks. The fact that like five, it was five dudes, like they had like a percussion and they had like horns and stuff. The fact that those dudes could recreate that anywhere near or even better at times than the Talking Heads. It's just unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah and, and i think it's definitely one of those things that um would be easy to take for granted if you're a fish fan I, especially around that time it's just it's a sort of the thing every year they're gonna do a halloween show um and i say this a lot that any any group or anybody that is incredibly great at something has a way or they have a tendency to make it look easy you know and I, and i think you know to see how seamless they tend to come off when they're playing when they're playing those cover tunes. Um, you know, it's just incredible. I, I can't think of many other bands that could pull something like that off with the frequency that they have.
1: I just think to add to that, I agree. It, it, it's also amazing to me how they can do other people's songs. You under, You know the song, it sounds great, and yet it still sounds like fish.
0: Yeah, there's an unmistakable sound that they have. That's, um. yeah. I mean, when those four get together, it's it's evident. You take any one of those four out, and I think I could spot that within... 20 30 seconds if I just randomly played on a track that a different drummer was on or a different bassist was on I think I I don't know I don't probably never hear that three out of the four playing with somebody else but um yeah for sure it's so it's so distinct and I think another thing in terms of appreciation of how long it would take a band to get that sound you know to get their sound I know that's a thing that bands often struggle with when they're new is finding their own unique sound um and fish has evolved quite a bit from the stuff in the early days, but it's unmistakably fish the entire time. You, you, you can't take their DNA out of it.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I, again, I think, I, I think we take for granted because nobody really knows the hours actually spent practicing together.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, I get the sense that they're full days, uh, days at a time, weeks at a time where, where they're getting ready for, for, a, for a tour. And on one of the beacon jams, Trey kind of, commented that those are very much like what the rehearsals are like, just the people hanging out in the studio, wherever they are, playing their songs and it's loose and fun. Um, and you do definitely get that sense, but yeah, I mean, we're talking hours and hours and hours to get to that point where you're thinking on the same wavelength as somebody else, just with a eye flick or a nod of the head, like they talk in a different way that would take years to develop. You it know, it's The, it the chemistry is just amazing. Just amazing. Um, I want to thank you, by the way, because you randomly, uh, which show was it, 98, that you had me go back and listen to do August 4th, I want to say? April 4th. Oh, April. yeah, April 4th. Sorry, I'm thinking of, a. yeah, 4-4, 98, which was great, because, again, at that point, I had been on the 2009 train, and then to sort of rewind uh, 11 years ago go back to 98, although it's a different time, it's just, um, yeah, 1.0 fish. I don't know. Love it. Love it. The, like, I love
1: it. My favorite part of that set, because that was the debut of the Mama Dance. Right. Right. My favorite part of that says when they start the mama dance and you can hear Trey go, Yeah. Like he's just so excited <laughs> to play yeah. the song. Like when it when they when the when the snare hits and the song starts, yeah. like after the,
0: <laughs> and Trey's like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, uh, uh, a ghost. Uh, mother, ghost
1: mother is a killer in that set. It just sounds awesome,
0: man. Yes, second set opens with ghost and I think he says something like this is not the single because it's long and it's oh. yeah. yeah yeah so so good it, it totally and again I can't I can't help but when I go back and listen to those shows, I have to see the image. I have to see what they look like in 98 what the stage looked like, what they were wearing. Um, yeah, uh, awesome. so yeah'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep going back to the 1.0 shows and hopefully they keep uh, putting out more like they did with December 2nd 1999 uh really really good show that i listened to the other day um yeah they need to get more 1.0 up um like how great would it be to be able to go back and listen to every show
1: oh dude I, I like the here's the thing i thought a lot about this and I'm, I'm going back and thinking about like the stuff that that we talk about it's kind of really it wouldn't be as exciting if it was all available all the time the fact that it comes new. Mm. And the fact that dinner and a movie is like, oh, my God, what's it going to be this time versus, hey, pay us a hundred dollars a month. Here's all the shows for forever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah, like the, I agree. it's like the excitement of it's not the same, but it's in the same vein of, hey, we're going to a fish show. I wonder what's going to happen.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I wish they would release a little bit more. You know, I mean, it's it, it, oh, it, me too. <laughs> well, yeah, I, we, we, I just want to get a bigger taste. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause really when you look at, uh, if, if I look at the amount of shows that are available and say, uh, let's, let's pick a year from 1.0, let's say, let's, I'm going to say 99. In 99, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shows, right? 98. You've got a little bit more. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, versus every other year since 2002, you're getting every single show. Um, yeah, I, I just think it'd be great and to go deeper. And when I, when I read on threads about the best tweezer or the best whatever, if that show isn't on the app, it's tougher to find and it's tougher to hear all the detail and all the goodness out of a out of a soundboard recording versus those fans in the stands with the mics who, you know what, are were completely, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from those people because that helps the spread of, fish right in the early days those tapers just like the grateful Dead, just like so many other countless bands those tapers and allowing them to tape really helped help the band like that spread the word you know so it's great that those recordings exist and definitely you know birthed a lot of the culture that we know but i prefer hearing it in great quality sound to be honest
1: So the guy that does uh i don't know if you have serious radio or not but the guy that does the archiving for the dead on the dead radio on the dead serious radio he's a phd in archiving
0: Huh? Wow. Jeez. You can get a PhD in archiving.
1: Yeah. I don't know what's required and I'm probably misconstruing what the actual title is, but hmm. like the level of depth that this man has about the music, it's staggering.
0: Hmm. We should get him to archive our podcast and uh, we should hire an archiver. <laughs> so, so valuable. All 16 episodes. 15. 15 my bad. 16 is next week. My bad. All right, man. Um, So give you something to listen to over the next week. Is there a show that you'd recommend that I should be checking out? I'm still back in 98,
1: but I took a pause to hear, I took a pause to go to 99 to hear the the show that was up. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved it. I love that my wife knew I was, I love that my wife listened to the show before I did. And then like told me like, yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Oh yeah. That's a new one. I got a text. I'll, I'll post it. I got a text from her. She's like, mark this day on the calendar. I'm actually putting on a fish set by myself at home.
0: Really, and what did she have to say? Like, were her like? Did she talk about any highlights, any of her favorite parts that you then saw and then also resonated with? Was it that kind of a?
1: So the the set that I was referring to, she put on. She heard Reba from Denver in ninety seven or ninety eight. The one okay. where the first the one where the first set is is Tweezer uh, Reba Ghost, and they close with Fire. I think that's from ninety eight or ninety seven.
0: From Denver. Yeah. It would be, it's not 97, so let's see, okay. Never get in Rhode Island.
1: I'm not that specific.
0: Nothing in Colorado from either 97 or 98 on the app. Okay. Could it be be 96? I'm
1: getting pissed. Now I have to check.
0: Might be 99. No. Let's see, hmm, weird. But yeah, that's a big achievement, and she's independently seeking it out on her own without you around. That's uh, that's a pretty big leap.
1: Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna find this one,
0: Adam. I'm a I'm a um, I'm a I'm a.
1: Remember the seventeenth, ninety-seven, man. Oh, the hell am I looking at? Exactly. So I'm not that out of it. So she heard, anyways. She heard Reba on Sirius Radio, and uh, she went home and she she put on the the set. Like she listened. To, she was building uh, she was building IKEA furniture for the boys. So she played. She played the whole show and uh, loved the whole show. The low, the low lights for her were Jesus just left Chicago, mm. and uh, and the other one that she didn't like that much. I think that was really the only one that was like a low point. She doesn't like those slow Texas bluesy songs.
0: Is that right? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it you know, it takes a little bit to grow on you. Wow, um, it's a good show. Listen on here. There's filler. What exactly is filler? There's a twenty-eight minute Wolfman's brother listed yeah. as filler on that show.
1: <laughs> that's the Encore.
0: But there's Encore. And then what they came in after the Encore and did it, and, and did not, 40 not, minutes?
1: Actually, that's interesting. I thought that I just always thought that Wolfman's brother was the Encore. And
0: this then is, there's Makasupa Policeman. That's nearly eleven minutes too. Huh. Wow. I gotta I, mean, I gotta listen to that show. I don't think I've listened yeah. to that show.
1: It's a good show. The tweezer's awesome. It's all moody. It's just awesome, man. This is so good.
0: That might be my drive home tonight.
1: There it is. Yeah, so I'm back in 97. uh, And Rochelle and I are listening to The Baker's Dozen. I need to. She's really familiar with, like, the older songs because she's heard Mm -hmm. a lot of songs. But now that, like, there's a lot of volume. You forget how many songs these guys have written, like, between 1.0 and 3.0, man. Like, they play, like, an older song 3.0. You're like, oh, my God. I haven't heard this song in forever.
0: Yeah. um, So prolific. I mean, it's... It's crazy. Yep. Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, you could do shows on that of just one generation or even just shows on, on covers. And just like the catalog is huge. Absolutely huge. Um, all right, cool. Well, that's great that she's at that point. Uh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I got to work on that.
1: 20 years, buddy. 20 years.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've only, I've only been at it a year.
1: From plugging her ears when we went to go see them in 2016. Really? Yeah. Wow, and they, played, they played mound right so mm-hmm. when we went in 2016 so she's pregnant with her second we'll get her right. on here we'll start talking about this stuff and uh and she's standing there and i'm like oh i'm like this one might not sound the best to you because it's it's got that transition from six eight timing to four four timing
0: right? <laughs> yep. and i'm like ah.
1: and i look over she's like ah
0: yeah, I remember hearing that song for the first time when you loaned me the riff CD. It was the fish only the CD that I ever listened to at that point, way back in the late '90s. And uh, I remember that song playing tricks on my brain. Like I, it, it was, it, was it, cool. it it was tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you you appreciate that musicianship and the fact that you know no yeah, rules.
1: And it sounds awesome. Like it really sounds awesome.
0: Surely does. All right, man. Yeah, I'll definitely be listening to eleven seventeen ninety seven tonight, and we'll chat about that a little bit more maybe next week.
1: Thank Anything else know. from
0: you, my friend? I'm good, dude. All right, man. Thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, we'll do our best to be a little bit more regular, and hopefully, no more fires. Oh man. <laughs> Have a good week, everybody. You've been listening to Ticket to Hedge. In addition to wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TicketTogamehenge.com, where you can grab a free chapter of the book, How to Get Your Friends Into Fish. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.